Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, I'm Grongi Maguire, and this is Chantelle Fiducci and Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way way they were. Chantelle, how are you? I'm very well, Grania. How are you today? I'm good. What are you passing and what do you want to break up with? What do I want to break up with? (laughs) What I want to break up with this week is people being really into reading books over looking at things on screens. I've had a real issue with this. I hung out with a bunch of people who work in publishing over the weekend and there's lots of debate over books being better than just reading things on your phone. I'm not into this, Grania. I'm over it. Reading a book that some white dude made up 400 years ago does not make you intrinsically a better person than me reading about a real news story on my phone, thanks. I say bore off, guys. Bore Get off. over Just let it. Me, let me read stuff on my phone. Stop complaining about screen time. Stop white knighting for Thomas Caxton. He's Thank not going to have you, sex Grania. with you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I am really bored and want to break up with oh, here we go. people who claim to be shy. So this is something I feel very passionate about. And I think post-lockdown, we've all had a year off of small talk. So we cannot afford any scragglers. You have to put the effort in. I genuinely think small talk is socialism. You have to grab a bloody shovel (laughs) and get digging. I am 100% on your side with this. I've always had an issue with this. And now you're right. I'm with you in terms of your phrasing when you said making it up. They're making it up. I don't buy it. You're not shy. You're lazy. You're lazy. There's no such thing as shyness. It's lazy It's people. lazy. <laughs> right. We sort that out then. So I'll see you next week. It's been great chatting. <laughs> what I'm passionate, I'm obsessed with. I think both of us are in the wrong industry. I genuinely think I'm going to retrain. It won't take long and be a weather forecaster. Talk because I've noticed, especially on apps, what they do is you check your app in the morning. They say, sunny with a chance of rain. That's what they always say. And you always. think, oh, wow. How long did it take you to guess that? And then you go out and it's monsoon season or my skin is peeling off my face. I'm a very pale Irish lady. And then you check your phone and they've updated it. They've refreshed it. And you know so what else I, just I notice? Th- you can never go back and look what was there before. Uh, you can never look at yesterday's forecast. They don't tell you. Once it's off, it's, it's erased from history because so, they know you'll be uh, checking it. So you can never look at old weather forecasts. I've started screen grabbing them in the morning for evidence for future Chantal to know they're lying. So I think we should just both be weather forecasters because you can just say whatever you want and then just stick your head out the window and then say, oh no, sorry, that's what I meant. I bet weather forecasters claim to be shy as well, you know. It's all connected. (laughs) (laughs) Shy people and weather forecasters. We're done with them. Done. Their time is up. Their rain is over. Their time's up. Hashtag time's up on weather forecasters. (laughs) Finally, a time's up hashtag I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you're passing or want to get together with this week? We've reached that middle ground between summer and autumn. I love autumn. I'm a cold weather person if I can be. We've reached that annoying middle ground where it's just, it's neither. Do you bring a coat? Do you not bring a coat? Do you bring an umbrella? Do you not bring an umbrella? Is it hot? Is it humid? I don't know. I'm wearing a sweater. I was cold earlier on. Now I'm boiling. I can't pass with the weather. I'm passionate being an American who's very good at being English and complaining about the weather. The The way they were. Speaking of Americans, or maybe not Americans, that we might pass. (gasps) Hint, hint. Are you ready to talk about our lost love i am but i'm very nervous well first of all we're going to have to meet somebody i will never fall out of love with and the there's absolute... the segway queen there she is she's back guys the kate thornton of comedy there i'm back 
the absolutely incredibly funny Laura Lex. How's hey. It? Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you guys? Super I hope you don't mind doing most of the chatting. It's just I'm a bit shy, so oh, I don't really... Here we go. <laughs> do you know, really have much to say. As well. <laughs> I mean, whoever thought of shyness? It's the gracious swizz that there is. Nobody likes talking to strangers about Netflix, but we do it. <laughs> I always thought there were people that really did genuinely enjoy it. I've got friends that would like nothing better than to turn up in a room of people they don't know and just start getting to know them. And I just think, why so- though? Psychopaths. Psychopaths. Mm. So, Laura, you've brought along a fantastic couple. A very good couple. Yes. I don't want to, you know, give it away too soon, but <laughs> oh Chantel does not know the couple that you've got. Okay. So, I've brought along just a few clues to give her an idea. Well, when I say few clues, sort of few facts. Okay. So, right. Laura, the couple that Laura brought along, they got together in the spring of 1997. Okay, back in the 90s. Okay. Let me okay. take you through a journey. It was the year Buffy the Vampire debuted. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was published and everybody was singing to Barbie Girl. I'm there, my brain. So in that year, these two people found each other. Okay. You always give me this clues about the year <laughs> and I make guess a couple from that. You do this every I'm week. I'm setting the scene. <laughs> so this was the year that they, I think, declared that they were together. They had actually met three years previously. <gasps> but there's like a really iconic photo of them that couldn't look any more 1997 if it tried. <gasps> like it was the look we were all going for. I need to get nationality out of the way. When Grania messaged me about this podcast and okay. said, is there a couple that are no longer together? And I was like, well, yeah, these guys. But I'm sure every week people say they want to do these guys. And Gwen oh, said, God. no, no one's ever said these guys. And I had to message several friends and be like, what are you talking about? I swear they were the Charles and Diana of my generation. Oh, my God. Are they English? Are they... Look at her face. <laughs> are they American? As American as apple pie. Okay, so we're definitely going American. 97. American couple. Iconic picture. Three years earlier met. It's 97. They're in their boot cuts. Yeah. And boho hair. Oh, my God. And they're definitely American. Yes. Everyone I'm thinking of, either <laughs> English or still together. No. Are we talking actors? Actor, yeah, actors. Both actors. Heterosexual couple. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> if you don't get more, this one. Give me some more clues. clues. Oh, they were very famously in an episode of something where they were playing characters that did not like each other. And it was a real... Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Yes! There we go. There we go. Thank you. That's yes. all it took. That's all it took. That's all it took. Well done. Good clue. Kind of an easy one, actually. Yeah, that there. was really good. That was, oh, a good that was one. satisfying. Well done. Well done. The boho hair threw me off, I'll be honest. Oh, it's the, the picture of them at the off. Emmys, which I think was where oh, the first yes. like public thing. And he's wearing sunglasses. He and then she's sunglasses. in that like beigey brownie yep. dress. And she did. She had wavy hair. It was a the, big deal because yeah, Rachel, oh my God. The hair's almost dreadlocked in places. I remember exactly the one you mean. A center party and kind of twisty yeah and it was a big deal because for once she hadn't used the straighteners and yeah sales of ghds worldwide went down on that night yes <laughs> i remember okay so let's talk go through a little journey through the love affair of jennifer aniston brad pish the g-o-a-t's of Celebrity couples. So <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is like your acting royalty. She comes from a, like an acting family. Her parents are both in the industry. Brad Pitt, he's just a farm boy from Missouri. But he moves to Hollywood to try and make his career happen. While he's there, we see his first main romance. It's with a little gal you may have heard, Sunita. I have an issue with this. I have to say it again. I do not believe in this couple. I don't think it ever happened. It's one picture. I refuse to go along with this. Lies. Lies. And Laura, are you a Brad Pitt and Sunita truther? Or I didn't what do you know think? about this. This is new information There's to me. There's a reason you didn't know, Laura, because it didn't, it didn't happen. That's why you didn't know. It didn't fucking happen. <laughs> I'm tired of these lies being spread. It's one picture, Laura. One. Whose reputation do you feel is slurred by this? Or is it the two of them that they're As if you have to ask that question. <laughs> She came down one morning in a little leaf dress. Brad couldn't resist. (laughs) You need to get real. (laughs) That only lasted for a year. Then he went out with icon, I love her so much, Christina Applegate. 
If you dated Christina Applegate Ooh, for a while. That's my favourite one. I forget about that one. So now he's starting to get a little bit more famous. He's getting into the indie films. Mm. He meets Juliette Lewis. What a time They date. Is. They're a very early 90s relationship. Then he's in the film Seven where he meets... Gwyneth Paltrow, they yes. date for three years. That's who he was with when he first met Jennifer. That's right. He doesn't leave gaps in between. There's always a crossover with Brad. So, Laura, because Gwyneth strikes me as quite a different gal to Jennifer Aniston. So do you think that's why he liked Jennifer after going out with Gwyneth Paltrow? Here's the thing, and this is probably why I feel so emotionally <laughs> invested in these two. I think Jennifer Aniston was so famous and so likeable an actress at such a formative time in my life. I have absolutely no idea about her, anything that's true that isn't just (laughs) partly Rachel Green, partly me (laughs) wanting this perfectly beautiful, nice woman to be perfect. And I don't want to jump the gun in what we're talking about, but like, I don't know either of these women. But yeah, in my brain, I'm like, of course, Gwyneth's all uptight. And oh, she would probably mean to him. And then Jennifer. And I think like a lot of my love for this couple probably feeds into some really dangerous anti-feminism from the 90s. She's the icy blonde, Jennifer's the all-American girl, isn't she lovely? Yeah. But yes, that narrative sells well, doesn't it? Like she was just this cutesy. I've just, I've just made it in this tiny show called Friends. Oh my god! <laughs> as if it like, happened to her by accident, as if she didn't yeah. even audition. They just said, yeah. "Hey, can you?" Oh, I guess. Oh yeah, I'm free. I can come do that, and it just happened oh, to her. You know, so <laughs> she hit... wasn't a ruthless actress desperately trying <laughs> yeah. to get any job. <laughs> I've hit a level of fame now where our jaw lines can handle each other. Let's gravitate towards each other and be beautiful. So. Brad has just met Jennifer, but who has Jennifer been dating in between all this time? So her main two big romances seems to have been, this is such a 90s reference, Adam Duritz from Counting Crows. I was a big fan Mm. of that. I loved that. He then put Courtney Cox in the video for Long December. That's right. I remember this stuff. And it was a big deal. Apparently it caused a rift between Courtney and Jennifer. And there was rumours that Courtney also dated Adam after Jennifer, after they met in the Long December video. Facts. (laughs) Just like the Jean-Claude Van Damme episode. Do you know what I'm saying? And Julia Roberts. It's all connected, guys. Have you seen pictures of Adam Duritz, Laura? No, he's bit, very, yeah. like, to grungy. Right very he's very, he like... like he's dreadlock, a bit tubby. He was a big man. And Counting Crows were many things. One of them amongst one of my favourite bands. That's right. I'm letting, oh, yeah, I'm letting it out there. Like. But cool they were not. <laughs> they, were, they were not a cool <laughs> band. It was not cool to be into the Counting Crows. That would never happen. It took Jennifer a long time to realise that as well, I think. But I guess so, that's the thing. She's so down to earth, isn't she? She doesn't care about stuff like that. She is... <laughs> America's You really have drunk that daughter, Kool-Aid. sister, mother. Can I ask you a question, Laura? Do you feel <laughs> yes. like Jennifer is so attainable or so sort of like us as girls that when she married Brad Pitt, it was like we were all marrying Brad Pitt because she was like I one of us? I think it was because especially they got married in 2000. So I think I had been about 13, 14 then. And I remember their wedding photos <laughs> so clearly because she looked so happy in them all. Mm-hmm. And like my mum would always have a Hello magazine and an OK magazine in the bathroom. So, you know, if you're in there for a while, you've got some reading material. And there'd always be wedding photos and layouts and they'd always be these like perfectly posed, blah, blah, blah. And then the photos that I remember doing the rounds from Brad and Jen's wedding were these like snapshots of them just looking, it's just especially one. her face. It's just, just that one picture with her head Yeah, of them, they're like dancing, aren't yep. they? And she mm-hmm. just looks so happy. And I think because she was like in our houses all week, like friends would be on whatever channel it was from five till six, like after the kids shows had finished after school, you'd get into the meatier stuff of your sister, sister, and then your friends and then maybe a bit of shipwrecked catch up so you knew her and then she was just marrying Brad Pitt and not trying to play it cool she was looking all cute and then that probably meant that the boy you liked was gonna go out with you see this is where I thought it was heading I'm sorry Gonya continue the uh, the history of Jennifer but on that I think there's two things first of all like obviously Jennifer Aniston walked you know into your living room first of all you'd be like oh my god Jennifer Anderson's in the living room but you'd be like this is the most beautiful person I've ever met but like I remember she doesn't have like that high cheekbone 
how she lip sort of like cliched. She's not traditionally. Let's be honest, guys. Without getting into let's not get into a big discussion of her looks. I realize that, but she's not. We can at least say she's not a traditionally Hollywood glam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she'd make her wonderful if they ever make a film of it. I think she could play Melania Trump really well. I don't really? know if you've seen the morning show, but that I've like, seen the morning show. Love it. Look at her in that and be like, babe, you could smash that role. Really? That yeah. is interesting. I'm thinking about it now. I like the idea of it. I think because with her, the media have tried quite hard to oscillate between she's the girl next door or she's this neurotic baby crazy yep. mad woman like Who's they never have, happy yeah and she keeps driving away these men like they've really tried that she is either one or the other <laughs> and i feel like again projecting don't know <laughs> her never read anything that wasn't supplied to me by the media that i'm Laura, critiquing projecting here could be the other um, name for this podcast <laughs> like, <laughs> but i feel like she's sailed through it all quite well like she hasn't really seem to go off the rails like she seems <laughs> down to earth normal multi-millionaire girl <laughs> i'm gonna listen back to this podcast and it's gonna be a turning point in my life of like laurie you're so delusional <laughs> well, hey, at least someone's listening to it <laughs> so jennifer she hasn't met brad yet she's still at this moment in our podcast timeline dating tate donovan yes tate joshua donovan. also joshua Joshua. The voice She's of dating. Hercules. The voice of Hercules. Lewis's father in the OC. Yes. Yep, he's worked, right. he's worked. And embarrassingly, they broke up while he was guest starring on Friends. So, oh, so they were no. going no, through okay. the split. It's 1994, introduced by their managers, which I remember like when I was a teenager and you'd read interviews with celebrities and they'd always be like, oh, we were set up by my publicist. I was like, I genuinely thought in my head, in order to get a boyfriend, I'm going to have to become famous enough to get a publicist <laughs> to introduce you. <laughs> I remember Claire Dane saying, yeah, our publicist set us up. And I was like, I think it will be easier for me to become a Hollywood actress with a publicist. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's more likely to become famous enough to get a publicist to introduce you to get a boyfriend than you are to just meet a guy. That's, yeah. that's, that's where your confidence was as a teenager. <laughs> so 1994, they're introduced, but... He's still with Gwyneth. She's still with Hercules. <laughs> then 97, they go on their first proper date. Mm. At this age, Brad is 33. Jennifer is 28. They make their big red carpet debut at the Emmys that mm. year. That's the one hair look. Yeah. That's a classic. No more Rachel haircut. That's right. This done. is like, she's a golden couple now. Do you think that was like... When you think about like the iconography, the Rachel Haircush was she's the cute TV star, but now here she is with Mr. Pish. She's now like Hollywood Jennifer yeah, she, Aniston. She changed her body as well. Do you remember that? Like she used to have this kind of like much cur- like she, it's almost like she got tall, <laughs> like she somehow grew. <laughs> like she suddenly had these long slender limbs and she used to have like not long slender limbs, like kind of like I mean, don't get me wrong, this girl was by no means anything bigger than a size zero. But you know what I mean? She always had mm-hmm. like thighs and arms and suddenly it was all long and lithe. Like she went to like one yoga class and just became five inches taller and then grew her hair down to her ass. Yeah. I think Pilates. I keep hearing Pilates. Pilates. It was a big, big moment back then. <laughs> so then 1999, they've been going out two years. They revealed they're engaged at a Sting concert on stage. <laughs> it's like the not, most 90s sentence ever, isn't it? Cool. She went from counting crows to Sting. Jeez <laughs> Louise, Jennifer. Grunge was happening. Christ above. Find a cool band. <laughs> what the hell? And then they are married a year later in July in Malibu. That iconic sunset reception i remember that stuck out so much is apparently in their vows she said she would promise to make him banana milkshakes every day i remember that i totally remember that i remember that i thought that was so lame (laughs) (laughs) so they're very very happy and then oh what's that on the horizon so then 2004 Brad gets cast in a little movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Iconic. Aniston has said that she actually met Angelina Jolie Mm. and said, oh, Brad is so excited to work with you. I hope you guys have a really good time. Well, she called it. (laughs) 
then apparently this is happening. At, so he's working on Mr. and Mrs. Smith at the same time that Friends is coming to an end. Mm. So apparently she was like really upset and like, oh my God, what's going on in my life? And also Brad was acting weird. 2015, there's a split. They announce, oh, you know, we're really happy. We love each other. We don't hate each other. It seems very sad. We exited this relationship as beautifully as we entered it. That sounds familiar. Look at that. Is that that not the classiest thing you've ever... That is some classy bullshit. He really is a classy millionaire just like us, girl. Things stay classy until... Here we go. Brad and Angelina do a photo shoot off the back of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I have Where it's like them doing their whole sort of Betty and Don Draper drag. W magazine. I possess that exact issue to this day. I still have it. It's in my room. I can see it. (laughs) And then he might be the coolest person I've ever met. This is. I'm trying to. I'm going to go try and find it now. Keep talking. We'll do a lot of podcasts. This is the most fun we've ever had. Just sitting in my attic, like feel like I'm literally twelve again, being like my mum calling me in for dinner, and I'm being like, no, Friends hasn't finished yet. Like when they invented pausing live TV, and you could pause it for like eight minutes at a time. There they are. I know this is great ah. for a podcast for the listeners to hear this, but I'm holding the issue in my head. Yeah. Off the back of that, Jennifer does a Vanity Fair interview in September, which is oh. iconic. She makes it a sensitivity chip She says, this is, I read it this morning. This is just like in the opening paragraph. Oh, so she goes, that's quite a backyard in my opinion, she says, as we stand on her deck, watching the hypnotic rhythm of the waves. Just being able to go to the water's edge and scream. <gasps> oh, the shade of it all. And then she says, am I lonely? Yes, I am. Upset? Yes. Am I confused? Yes. Do I have days where I've thrown a little pity party for myself? Absolutely. But I'm also doing really well. And then she makes the infamous line, with Brad Pitt, there's a sensitivity chip that's missing. Oof, that cuts deep. You know, it's like a reality TV show. You're thinking, what stage, what's real? And so much of this is so, but it felt like reading that, even at the time, it felt like, ooh. See, again, I think, and it's very similar to what we were saying with Gwyneth, I think this situation set itself up to be such a storybook. Here are the two types of women. You can have this beautiful, cutesy girl that we've all loved forever, or you can be this girl with darker hair. Hmm? (laughs) who's got tattoos and Mm -hmm. wears a vial of blood around her neck and has stolen this man from us (laughs) like you can't steal a person and I think like it played into it like it's crazy because Brad and Angelina were together for what 15 years Mm. but we all kind of went you can adopt as many kids as you like we don't believe that this is wholesome (laughs) because it's not who we signed up for and that is bananas but it because it followed such a good story pattern that we're used to. They met on a film where they were pretending to be in love and then it turned to real love. And who hasn't frantically phoned their partner when they've been at work to check they haven't fallen in love with somebody else while they're in Birmingham gigging for two nights? Oh, wow, getting, some, getting some real stuff here. And then, and then it happens Speaking to of Jennifer, iconic interviews. <laughs> I feel about Jen getting cheated on the same way I felt when I first heard the song Jolene and I'd seen pictures of Dolly Parton and I remember hearing Jolene and thinking, well, if someone would cheat on someone as beautiful as Dolly Parton, then what chance does anyone else have on planet? Like, what's the point? Like, Jolene threw me into a spiral as a child. And I think Jen getting cheated on, like, if Jennifer Aniston loses her man then 14-year-old Laura might as well give up. Like, there's no point. I think, like, at that age, I was very ready to be angry at beautiful women for ensnaring men that were supposed to be with wholesome people. (laughs) At what age did you finally realise, wait a minute, women can't lose a man, men just leave women because men um, are dicks? God, when, when did, did Kat and Moran happen? start publishing books? I think that was when I... <laughs> I, I you was, got radicalised yeah. by Kat and Moran. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever had an original thought about feminism, but I definitely know I had some terrible opinions until like at least my mid-twenties. 
So thinking of Brad and Jen, like obviously before it all collapsed, before it all fell apart, there was something so innocent and like they just seemed like healthy and they were, I remember they were just always on the red carpet. I remember that's why the split was so shocking because I was like, but they're always on the red carpet together. What age were you during this period, Laura? What was so going on? The split must have been... About 17, 18, which was exactly when I was leaving for university and breaking up with my boyfriend from home (gasps) because we were splitting up to go to university. And we'd made the decision so pragmatically. Like we got together, I don't know, about six months or so before uni and we're both like, hey, we'll just do this for the summer. And neither of us will get attached. Mm -hmm. And he really didn't. (laughs) (laughs) They never do. No. And we split up because I was going to Canterbury and he was staying in the West Country. And so we were like, this will never work. Fine. Went away to university, sent him several voicemails, text messages that I really hope don't exist anymore. Hi, by the way, if you're listening. I'm I doing imagine great. you follow my great. career very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about you anymore. <laughs> not saying you were my Brad Pitt, but where are you? And then I remember like about two weeks into uni getting a phone call from him and he had a new girlfriend who was another of our friends from home. <gasps> he called oh. to tell you this? Yeah. Because he was a nice guy and he didn't want me to find out somewhere else. But in my So this head, guy too was lucky in a sensitivity chip. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I am Jennifer Aniston, but the stories have a striking similarity. I mean, you have beautiful hair as well, I'm just yeah. saying. So. You and Jennifer Aniston were basically in the exact same situation. Was that kind of a, a bit of solace for you? I don't think so. I don't think anything would have salaced me at that time. <laughs> How do you say? I don't know. Anyway, solid. Anyway, wouldn't have worked. No, I think I was just a bit broken, but then quite quickly fine, because it turns out breaking up to go to university is a really good idea, because there's loads of blokes at university. (laughs) So good idea. I think Jen faded into my subconscious for a number of years after that. I remember I never trusted Brangelina. Mm -hmm. So you were one of the people that didn't believe they were real. No. And I think like had it happened... Later in my life, like now, I think if the same thing happened, I'd be like, oh, come on, people break up all the time and they've been together for years and they're clearly very in love. Leave them alone. But no, at this point in my life, you couldn't love a snake lady. And she was a snake lady. <laughs> I have a confession that I was very much team Brangelina. Huge. That's why I have that magazine. I was huge Angelina fan. Massive. So when she got Brad, I was like, <laughs> Take that, America. Jennifer Anderson being America. <laughs> well, that's, see, that's what's interesting now that I'm older and deluded in other ways is now I'm like, well, Angelina Jolie has like a terrible relationship with her father. She's a UN ambassador. She does a lot of charity work. She's clearly incredibly intelligent and empathetic and compassionate. And I mean, stunning. I'm, yeah, and, and stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Just a bit kooky. Oh, too kooky for 1999. She was in Hackers. What a great film. Oh yeah. If my husband worked with Angelina Jolie and didn't leave me for her, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Do you have eyes? Are you mental? You what are you with me? You taste in women. You got an Angelina, Angelina and you stuck with Chantal? Are you a more? I can't be with you. I don't want to be a member of that club. That's mental. Thinking of like Jennifer and, and Brad in their pomp, in their glory. What do you imagine like? Date night, what was it like? So imagine we're in the late 90s. They're wearing like matching khaki pants, maybe. What do you see like a night out with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt? Basically, Laura, what bad music are they going to watch together? (laughs) I mean, you imagine then sort of pop indie is the thing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? I think Brad's personality changes depending on what woman he's with. So he's quite happy to just Mm -hmm. go with whatever Jen wants to do. She really loves the Crowning Crows, but can't go there anymore for logistical reasons. So she's looking for other things in that vein. They obviously can't have more than one light beer between them them they can't go out for dinner unless it's like in the window of a fancy new york restaurant which i know so few can't even name one (laughs) they can share a cucumber cube and a cause light together they probably stay in talking about how much they love each other i think but also how hard fame is what i remember from them it seemed like every interview always seemed to be about architecture 
It seemed like they were always banging on about architecture. He stayed into that when he was with Angelina. They were big into... Oh, God, he's ridiculous. He doesn't deserve her. Either of them. He's probably a nice man. I just... Oh, God, this journey you're going on, Laura. <laughs> he's doing a, it's like a roller coaster. He's doing a work you're thinking. I'd love to be one of those people that just says antagonistic things. But I'm here on a podcast, worried that I'll upset Brad Pitt. Worried that you upset Brad <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. You know, he's a father after all. I'm sure oh, he's got God. We talk about cancel culture. They never talk about you cancelling yourself midway through a <laughs> sentence, do they? Like, do I really believe this? You're in the same space. I think Brad Pitt can take it. <laughs> what if he hears this? I think and he's it doing all right. his life. It's like obviously it's not just like Angelina Jolie cast a spell on him. Think but of what did she. I mean, that's not real. Life. Witchcraft is real. So at this stage, Brad Pitt is he's a famous, but he still wants he maybe he wants to be seen as cool. Jennifer Aniston is just like friends is winding down she's trying to you know establish a film career so there's a lot in the background but what do you think in your heart of hearts why couldn't they make it work i think she's too smart for him (laughs) 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 fucking ridiculous isn't it Obviously, Jennifer Anderson is a big intellectual <laughs> and she was talking about all these books of the book club every month and he kept getting annoyed about her book club. Obviously, her musical taste was just too avant-garde for him. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Along Came Polly, but that woman has... I have seen Along Came Polly several times and I have no issues with that film. I think it's great. No, there's no problem with that. i tell you what, I love her in Picture Perfect with Jay Moore. What an underrated oh. film. Anyway, I think she just, like she says, she needed more and I think, like... They weren't married for that long, were they? It was only like two or three years, if that. And you don't split up the second it falls apart. I know that from bitter experience. <laughs> you drag it out for at least, oh, yeah. must have been six years now. It hang must on have to that sinking ship. <laughs> yeah, it must have started to cave relatively quickly. And is it that like... The dream and the expectation that everybody has of what you are, you can't be that when it's just the two of you. And so will it ever feel like it's working if everybody says you're the perfect couple? Can you imagine the career pressure of friends coming to an end? You've been part of the biggest thing in the world, but you're coming out of friends at, what was she, like early 30s? So mm. in female years, that's what, 98? Yeah, so yeah. she's nearly in the queue. She's one foot in the grave, yeah. 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 And if you break up with Brad Pitt, are you single and more eligible? Or, you know, if you stay with him and you have to have babies, are you then irrelevant? Does Courtney and Lisa get all the roles? Mm. That's not what you want. But if you break up, are you exiting this relationship with a massive film star like the pressure on that relationship Mm. just must have been intense the pressure on Brad Pitt I think no one says this enough I'm going to defend Brad Pitt here (laughs) I think the pressure on Brad Pitt to be Brad Pitt must Mm -hmm. be enormous if you're Brad Pitt you are the number one man generally speaking for all women between ages of 20 and 90 in America yeah. for about 20 years solid. Like, you're yeah. in. So the pressure like, to be that amazing all the time. Massively. And we've watched her in a sitcom for 10 years or how long it's 15 years. And the main plot line of Friends... Actually, no, it wasn't. But for me, was <laughs> what's going to happen with Rachel's love life? That, Rachel and Ross. Yeah, Rachel and Ross. Like that was the end of the final episode. Like, oh, that was the main. You're right, saying. Yeah, Monica had one. twins that she had to adopt after fertility, and everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, get your babies." <laughs> what's <laughs> happening? This for a bit. This is like a half an episode. <laughs> what's happening yeah. with Rachel and Ross? So Rachel finally gets happily married. <laughs> Phoebe has a child with her brother. Nothing. See plot line. Nothing. But these two crazy kids just can't make it work and exactly (laughs) she with no qualifications is a designer in paris now her hair is longer than any hair could be without breaking so brad marries her just when we're really happy if he breaks up with her now like david schwimmer's had to start directing because we can't see him in things without being slightly mad at him for everything he put her through how is brad gonna cope if he breaks our little sister slash us's heart that's true Mm. he's he's, you're really making it clear that this was never going to work for them was it It was too much pressure it was a lot you know american sweetheart and literally the captain of the football team it's just there's so much talk i remember around the split first of all there was the team jennifer team angelina t-shirts yeah and then also there was a whole narrative of oh 
he wanted to have babies, but she was so career crazy. Yeah. She wouldn't have babies. And that's why they split up. You look back on that now, it just feels so invasive and dehumanizing to her. Especially she's like in her early 30s and it seems very jarring to what yeah. you get away with now. Do you think they hadn't talked about that before they got married, guys? Do you think they had no conversations? Like, it's very rare for two people to meet and fall in love and want babies and everything at the same time. And, like, even trying to have a baby as a 35-year-old comedian is Mm -hmm. very hard. I just find that such an easy peg to hang it on, isn't it? Oh, totally. She owed him a sprog, and he was such a (laughs) bastard that he demanded it of her, but... She wanted to stay young and beautiful forever. And you think, oh, guys, no. The narrative of this breakup, if it happened now, would be 100% different. Yeah. He would just be ruined by the media. He'd probably have his whole career upended. Back mm-hmm. then, he just got away scot-free when everything was his fault, really. He's yeah, the all the pressure was on Angelina, wasn't it, for stealing yeah. him. They should have done, like, a Monica and... Phoebe? Mon- no, that boy is my... Oh, Monica and Brandy. They would be doing a Monica and Brandy SNL totally, sketch. Totally. Yeah. And yet in reality, they genuinely seem to dislike each other. Remember when Jennifer Aniston did the Oprah interview about it years after? And by this point, Angelina had said how the film Mr. and Mrs. Smith was great for their kids to watch because their kids could watch, quote, the film we fell in love on. And Jennifer, about that quote, said that wasn't very cool. So like 15 years later, she's mm-hmm. still pissed off and blames kind of Angelina for this instead of Brad. Do you reckon he gets babied a lot in his relationships? Is it quite proprietal, maybe? I mean, you would, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, I think... I would. No, do you know what I think? With Jennifer Aniston, okay, this is maybe projecting, but I think it's not. He was the big star. Like, he was the movie star. She was famous, but she was TV famous. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody's sort of telling her how brilliant he is. He's the best looking guy in the world. And then he meets Angelina Jolie, who's, like, grown up around, like, her dad's John Voight. She looks like... A beautiful sex, yeah, sex <laughs> vampire. And maybe I think she was a bit mean to him. I think she negged him a little bit. Oh. And I think he was like, oh, Jennifer Aniston is boring. She's like cool and I have to work for her affection and she's yeah. not impressed. You think Jennifer showered him in affection. Oh my God, you're amazing. You're amazing. Oh my God, I'm married to Brad Pitt. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Luckiest girl in the world. And Angelina was a bit treating me and keeping keen vibes. Or just like, genuinely busy like researching world crises. That yeah, need. Just, like, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to sort out this orphan problem. In yeah, dude, you so. look hot. Leave me alone. I'm writing <laughs> yeah. a speech. Well, let's find out what happened to the two of them post-split. So, obviously, we know who Brad Pitt got together with very quickly after the divorce. Meanwhile, Jennifer starts dating Vince Vaughn. She denied at the time, but she's admitted they had a little bit of it. It was like rebound, bound, bit of fun. Lovely. I love Vince Vaughn. He's like my ideal type. He's great. Very tall. He's a Mm. tall drink of water. Then... She starts dating John Mayer. She's starts dating for a while. I remember they're... those stories. The tabloids were very much like she's begging him for a baby every second. Yep. Make up their mind. Either like she was such like a businesswoman from the 80s that she refused <laughs> to have babies with Brad Pitt. But then after that, yeah. she was just like, who baby will crazy. knock me up? Yeah. yeah. My favourite detail about John Mayer and Jen's relationship that apparently when they broke up he inexplicably held a press conference outside his gym to announce the split. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. He was going through a real moment back then. Ladies, well. I'm single. He was literally, <laughs> he's honestly, he is responsible for a lot, John Mayer. He must like come diamonds or something because he just cannot, he just gets any girl he wants in Hollywood. John Mayer can get, it's mental. August 2014, Brad and Angelina get married alongside their six children at the ceremony. But not to be outdone. Yeah. August again, but 2015, the next year, Jennifer marries Justin Theroux, cousin of Louis. Mm. Did that make you happy? Did you think, all right, this is the real deal for her? He'll appreciate her? Think at this phase of my life, I was busy. But (laughs) I remember thinking I didn't really know who he was. And the Rue sounded like a fancy surname and thinking, cool, she's picked a sensible guy. <laughs> no more of these crazy famous people. She's found someone that she can be quiet with. That seems good. And I think I was pretty happy for her. I didn't like Justin Theroux because his hair is too dark. He's 
dyes his hair so dark, he looks like he's in a local production of Grease all the time. <laughs> and I just didn't like that. Chantal, what did you make of the whole Justin? I was Jen? totally down with it. I loved it. It's like she went from the Hollywood quarterback football star to like the head of the biker gang. Like that was like her idea of like a rebel. Like he has dark hair and some tattoos and he wears skinny jeans and boots and he rides a motorbike. Like it was all really cliche bad boy, but also he's actually an actor who wears makeup for a living and has like millions and millions of dollars. After you've been married to Brad Pitt, anybody is less Hollywood. Yeah. Because he's yeah. Like Brad Pitt. Very good point. I will say this. They always tried to make out that Jennifer Aniston was, oh, lonely in love, Jen. Mm. And she can't, all she did was just date one incredibly hot actor after another. She just went mm-hmm. through the hottest men in Hollywood. And somehow we were meant to feel sorry for her. I was like, this woman's yeah. winning. And then she married, arguably, one of the hottest ones. Bit too short for me, Justin, but I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a great up, in a sense. I think he's cool. Loved it. And they had a great house and architectural digest. It's always the architecture with these guys. We're back there every time. 2016, Brad and Angelina announced their split. But Jen can't feel too smug for long because two years later, her and Justin also split. I don't know who Jennifer is dating. I know there's all these rumours about people that Brad is dating. Nobody official. Mm. What now? Well, with her, there were rumours about a month ago that she and David Schwimmer... That's were right. communicating, but there's like constantly Brad and Jen fuzz noise, white noise. I mean- <laughs> Every time anything comes up that it's like, when that David Schwimmer rumour just did its little flash, honestly, I was glued to something that didn't give me stomachache on the internet for the first time in mm. so long. There yeah. was just something frivolous to me and just like, oh, go on. I like, obviously he's not Brad, but I think he's... The second best choice. He'd appreciate her, we would hope. In my head, the David Schimmer in my head would appreciate her. Yes. Once again, different opinion here. I think David Schimmer's a bit of a dick. I think Ross is great. I think David Schimmer. Oh, I'm the so opposite. I think Ross was terrible and I hated him. Ross as a character is not great. I mean, his performance of Ross is great. I think he's a great comedic actor, is what I'm trying to say. So I think he was brilliant at playing Ross. But I think he, as a person, he always seems like really smug and full of himself. I think I would be too if I was that talented. There is that. There is. I'm kind of unbearable when I get like a small win in my career. (laughs) I will not hear (laughs) such disparaging things said about such a lovely girl. If you're a woman, being (coughs) smug is like a triumph against the patriarchy. It's true. Well, then you'd have loved all WhatsApp groups I was in, circa my live at the Apollo appearance 2018. (laughs) Right. Send the transcripts. (laughs) I was a David Schwimmer to the max. (laughs) What you were were saying about the Brad and Jennifer White noise, I think we need to discuss at some point the picture of them backstage golden globes yeah yeah where they're literally just talking and she's laughing at something he said but they look the video, so wholesome and perfect if you see the video like, it's about one second they can't not be in love they can't not be in love you forget that they've both played so many characters that you've loved and believed and then when you see a picture of them together they look so good that you're just like well i read people yes those people are I know in these are, love it's like almost like a rudarsh test because it's like people look <laughs> at it and they're just like well obviously he regrets how he treated her and yeah. he made a big mistake and now he sees her and he appreciates her but she's not too sure she's like can I trust him but she's like beginning to open up a little bit and they're connecting in that moment and they know it's not full stop it's dot 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 it is it's like a whole lifetime like performance art it's like they're doing us a service of just being a full life length rom-com that Honestly, we that picture, can't not enjoy that picture should be in the Louvre like there's so yeah. much of it Every photo of them ever, though. Like, and and even, imagine the corner of the room that's got those photos taken off the Mr. and Mrs. Smith set, you know? Mm. The ones where they were learning the tango dance or whatever, and there's those aerial shots of them in the courtyard. And they're like... Proof of the affair. <laughs> no, but we loved it. Oh, that museum would be great. It, it, honestly, if someone did the, the museum, you really, that's a money I'm making not doing anything else. Yeah, screw <laughs> this comedy racket. You know, you're a young teenager when they got together, they split. It's around the time of your first big sort of heartbreak. Do you think the legend of Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, affected how you view relationships? I don't know so much as they changed my view of it, but I think they are very much a blank canvas for me to project 
things as I go along on to. So at the time, they were Romeo and Juliet cruelly broken up mm. by Mother Gothel. And now they're like, hey, she's making the morning show with Reese Witherspoon. What a powerhouse. And he's actually alone. You know, maybe I am better for all those breakups I had. They've been my thing that whatever I've just learnt, I can go, I see that now in them. <laughs> I just look at them and I go, I'm wise now. It's like a Bible text, you know, you yeah. read it and then you keep coming back to it and you see more in it that you didn't see the first time. Yeah. They're literally walking scripture. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've come to the time of the big question. So all that we've discussed, all that we've considered, if you sort of step back and look out into the horizon to sum up the breakup of Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, which one would you say survived and who has spread their wings and thrived? I mean, I have to go with my girl, Jen. Because <laughs> fact, we all I just it. think she's the perfect yeah. human being. It's because I don't want to upset him. And I know he's listening to the end now to see if I slag him off again. <laughs> I don't want to start a beef with Brad Pitt, you know? I think they've both done really well. But Jen has overcome more and still yeah. done well. Yeah, She was born the weaker sex to a barely very rich family in a developing nation like the USA. And yet somehow she is doing really well. But like she's in what? She's in her early 50s now. She is still relevant. She's still got her endorsement deal. She's working with Reese Witherspoon. I use a Vino moisturizer because of her. Of course we Have do. Have I got her skin? No, I don't. I don't run six miles a day on a beach in Malibu. But I use the moisturizer, thanks very much. She doesn't age. She's still liked. I mean, apart from the whole like, oh, she refuses to have babies. There hasn't really been a backlash. Like she seems so likable. Mm. And she doesn't seem to take herself too seriously. I feel Brad Pitt takes himself a bit seriously. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. She's played a blinder and her roles have got more interesting. Like, I think Brad Pitt has always played quite interesting roles because he's never really done... Like, he didn't do a Matthew McConaughey and take on those kind of roles. He's always been quite interesting and very varied in what mm. he's done. And I think it's harder for women to do that, especially when they're beautiful. You can be beautiful and then you go away until you're very old and then you're old and beautiful. Recently with The Morning Show and what was the Netflix one she did with the Dolly Parton? Dumpling. 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 What a fantastic character for her to play. Like she's now at a point where she's able to play unlikable characters without us mm. believing that that's what she's like. I think that that's a real achievement for an actress in Hollywood to be able to pivot from your typecasting. Sorry, and she's a you. phenomenal actress. Sorry. I think she's such a good actress. Like, we rewatched Friends a couple of years ago, and she has the least interesting script for a good chunk of that show and makes it something. The others have all the quirkiness and most of the jokes, and she doesn't have a lot, and she turns that role into something very funny from quite dry lines, like she was never supposed to be the funny character. And I believe that that's a lot of that's in her performance in the rewatch of it. Laura, I've been saying, you can ask friends of mine, I've been saying for years that Jennifer Aniston is the greatest comic actress since Goldie Hawn. She's at oh. that level. Because Goldie is the comic actress of the 80s. I mean, her timing yeah. is just impeccable. And Jennifer is literally Goldie Hawn levels. She's amazing. I couldn't agree with you more. She's given really normal lines and just, she's fantastic at it. I just, she's yeah, incredible. Yeah, completely agree. Listen to me, I'll put my serious voice on now. <laughs> I'm, I know, I was not smiling or being ironic for any of that. That was just my sincere feelings about her genuine acting skills. And also, whenever she's interviewed, I don't think she's very funny as a person, which actually makes her acting, to me, even more impressive because she's actually quite dry in interviews she hasn't got very many quips she's not very witty so it just makes it that much more impressive that she's so incredibly funny with acting mm. sorry i'm really passionate about her comedic acting <laughs> <laughs> i think she's brilliant right now i think jennifer aniston she's sat by her malibu beachfront She's got a, a beige cashmere mm. sweater around her. She's drinking maybe one glass of white wine. And for some reason, she doesn't know why, she feels a lot of love. <laughs> and Brad Pitt is somewhere in some like metal bar in Berlin. <laughs> and he feels extra miserable for some reason. He doesn't know why. <laughs> I didn't mean anything I said. <laughs> I know we've had the question of who thrived and survived. But I think with this particular couple... 
only with them. I think the other big question is genuinely, do you think they will ever get back together again? Do you know what part of me thinks that they probably regularly sleep together? And nice. They just nice. keep it from us because we don't deserve them because we haven't fixed climate change yet. And they're clearly very good friends and have respect for each other. I feel like we'll know <laughs> that they're getting back together when they star in a film together that desperately needs publicity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think that's and when we'll know that they've truly fallen and in love again. It. That's totally correct. <laughs> I think it's time for our second regular question. Yes, our other regular question that we ask every guest each week is to help find... A new true love for the single lady out there who has been single but staying strong for such a long time. We're asking you, can you guess who would be an ideal partner for the icon, the legend, the diva that is Cher? Oh my goodness. Now you see, I'm not very au fait with Cher's back catalogue, so I don't know where she's been. It's all about where she's going. <laughs> yeah. Sure. She's an older lady. She's still got a vibrant mm. career, big on Twitter. Be- Who's up to her level? Do you know what? My brain instantly <gasps> said Stanley Tucci. Love it. <gasps> love it. He's taken, unfortunately. I I know, yeah, I'm very much in love and very happy. But Thruples. that was who instantly Thruples. flicked into my head. But maybe that's just thinking like, hey, I'd like it if Cher and Stanley Tucci came out uh, for dinner together. Took with that. That's great. In burlesque, there was chemistry between those two. Mm. There was definitely And he chemistry. feels like the sort of person who will let you shine like Damn. Cher needs oh to. Because your instinct with Cher is to match her with another star. But if you put two stars together, it's just a bit blurry, isn't it? So you Look need someone that... Exactly. Yeah. Even in crushed velvet, they couldn't put out their glow. That's right. I feel like Cher needs someone that knows how to be the wind beneath one's <laughs> wings, yes, but also yeah. has that pizzazz to keep her happy at home. He's got a twinkle in his eye. He does. Yeah. He makes a mean cocktail as well. Yeah. And he loves cooking. Loves He'll it. feed her. This is my favourite one so far, you know. Yeah. I'm shipping this from now on. This is in. Oh, my Thank ridiculous. you so much for joining <laughs> us, Laura. No You're wonderful. Thanks for having me. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and or on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The way they were. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.